It is not time to reach for the panic button just because you lose to Virginia Tech in Blacksburg. That is a very good basketball team. And in fact, if you needed to paint the big picture of the ACC right now, it's Virginia by itself. They might win this league by four full games, which almost never happens. Virginia by itself. Duke for now by itself, number two. We'll see how they do against the Tar Heels this weekend. And then there's actually a group of six schools that in the loss column are within one game of each other. So you can lump in for now, a lot of games tonight, tomorrow, and then everybody plays almost on Saturday. Carolina, Clemson, and NC State both have 10-6 and six conference records with two more to play. Virginia Tech and Miami both have 10-7 and seven, uh, conference records with one more to play this weekend. Louisville is 9-7 and seven as they look forward to hosting Virginia tomorrow night. That is six teams within one loss of each other in the loss column. Two of those, Virginia Tech over Duke, Miami over Carolina last night, are lumped in for now in that same group with the Tar Heels. You're not losing. This is not Duke going to Boston College and losing to a bottom four team in the standings, right? This is not Carolina losing to Wofford. These are losing to quality opponents in your league that are also headed to the NCAA tournament. So, again, no need for the panic button. Tar Heels still have one of the best offenses in America. Duke still has one of the best offenses in America. And Duke is probably still the most talented team in America. But just as there are legitimate concerns for Roy Williams, 1A defense, 1B depth, at Duke, if you just remember recent history, you don't even have to have been around for a long time. I mean, young people, old people, and everybody in between. Passionate Duke fans, casual Duke fans, and everybody in between. You have all seen some version under Mike Krzyzewski, and I mean this decade, of the veterans versus the freshmen theme play out. This year, it's senior guard Grayson Allen, and it is freshman superstars, Marvin Bagley III, Wendell Carter Jr. I have Gary Trent Jr. Those are my first three names on my ACC all-freshman team. Three out of the five slots, first three slots, go to the Duke Blue Devils triumvirate of rookies under Coach K. I think they're that good, led by Bagley. When the chemistry has gone poorly between NBA-talented freshmen and whoever is back as veterans in Durham, Ugly things happen during March Madness. And I don't mean slightly ugly. It is not embarrassing for most programs to lose in the round of 64 in the NCAA tournament. If you're a fan of somebody outside the power conferences, just getting there is something to celebrate. And if you want a first four game, you might have one of the greatest seasons in the history of your school for the littler guy. If you're Duke and you have five national titles under Mike Krzyzewski, and you are bounced in the round of 64, that is as embarrassing as it gets other than the incredibly rare example, 1995, of the Blue Devils missing the tournament entirely. Almost never happens at Carolina, almost never happens at Duke. So you're expected to be in, you are never expected to lose in the round of 64. Think about some of these other teams at Duke as we come to your calls and I answer the Duke version of that question. What is the number one thing your favorite college hoops team must figure out to get where it wants to go during March Madness? For me, it is the chemistry between Grayson Allen, the senior, and especially the two freshman big men, Marvin Bagley III and Wendell Carter Jr. There is absolutely, positively, no doubt in my mind who must lead the Blue Devils for them to get to their version of the promised land. 
And the answer to that is not Grayson Allen. If you mean Grayson Allen must handle the ball more and Trevon Duval, freshman prep All-American, must handle those lead guard duties less frequently, then I'm with you on that. If you believe that Grayson Allen should be the guy to lead you in pursuit of the ACC title, he's number one. He's the first guy we think about in our game plan as we take the court. Then I am off your bandwagon. Grayson Allen, at best, is the third best player in a Duke uniform. I know he's a senior. I know he's been an All-American. I, was, I watched his sophomore season. I voted him on my All-American ballot, and I voted him first-team All-ACC when he was a sophomore, and he was the much more consistently great version of himself. He was a good player last year, but he was an erratic player last year. His emotions were all over the place. He was tripping people on purpose. He was in some negative headlines that he and only he should be blamed for, and he was in other negative headlines that were exaggerated in part because Grayson Allen had become a villain in the eyes of many, and it doesn't help in some contexts when you have Duke on the front of your uniform. Most of it, again, self-initiated. Most of it deserved. But Grayson Allen last year was not an elite player. He's closer to his sophomore form this year. Not quite. But he's not nearly as good as Marvin Bagley III or Wendell Carter Jr. When Bagley had his minor knee issue, Grayson Allen somehow came to the forefront and had a four-game run that looked like the old Grayson, the great Grayson. That's good news. Marvin, and, and by the way, Duke as a team continued its path of getting better defensively. Marvin is not great at that end of the floor especially in the zone defense that Coach K is now leaning on and that Marvin often looks confused in. But Duke looked great, way improved defensively, and with Grayson Allen leading the way, still outstanding offensively. While Marvin Bagley III, top five NBA pick, was nursing his minor knee injury. Nothing wrong with that. That's all good sign. When the Devils lost in Blacksburg to Virginia Tech, Grayson Allen took 18 shots. Wendell Carter Jr. took five shots. I am not blind to the fact to how, that how you are defended impacts numbers. You can't only embrace numbers in a, in a vacuum. But your mindset must be, I have a top five NBA lottery pick on my team, and his name is Marvin Bagley III. And it's not just about his potential, it's about his production. As a freshman, he's averaging a double-double. He's one of the leading candidates for ACC Player of the Year. And for a long time, especially prior to his injury, he was a top-five candidate for National Player of the Year, which is now more likely to go to Villanova guard Jalen Brunson with Trey Young of Oklahoma also falling a little bit by the wayside. Marvin Bagley had nine shots in Blacksburg. Wendell Carter Jr. had five. Grayson Allen by himself had 18 shots. Or how about this? Grayson Allen took more three-point shots than Marvin Bagley and Wendell Carter combined took all field goals. That's not good, folks. And again, I know circumstances dictate if Grayson has the ball late in the shot clock in a possession that hasn't gone anywhere, well, he's going to be asked to initiate the offense, and sometimes he has to take a low percentage off-balance shot at the end of the shot clock. I get the context. I get the details. But Grayson Allen went four for 15 from three-point land. Grayson Allen attempted more threes than Marvin Bagley and Wendell Carter Jr., both NBA lottery picks. And again, I'm not talking about their potential. 
their production while in a Blue Devils uniform the entirety of this season justifies them being your focal point. Grayson can help them with emotion. Grayson can help them with basketball IQ. He knows what Coach K wants in more context than they possibly could as freshmen. Grayson can help with his sharpshooting at times. Grayson's an outstanding free throw shooter. Grayson can take some of the load off of Trevon Duval, who I didn't think was ever going to turn into the point guard that Coach K needed for the Blue Devils to chase championships. But they cannot forget, homer away, regardless of opponent, who drives that bus. The best players are clearly Marvin Bagley III and Wendell Carter Jr. And the more examples, you want a recipe for what happened in 2014? Freshman superstar Jabari Parker. There's an NBA lottery pick for you. Guy was the runner-up to NC State's T.J. Warren for ACC Player of the Year. What happened to those Blue Devils? They were knocked out in the round of 64 by Mercer. How about 2012? They had an erratic but talented and productive freshman named Austin Rivers. Now, you might only remember the erratic part. He was first-team All-ACC. He was a sensation as a rookie for the Blue Devils. But he, as Grayson Allen has been accused of at times, complicated the Blue Devils' chemistry, and that is an understatement if you knew the 2012 Blue Devils story very well. Austin Rivers earned his way onto the first place or first team All-ACC squad, but he was on a team with junior stars Seth Curry and Mason Plumley, and they never figured out the chemistry. Never figured it out. And Austin Rivers was a really high-maintenance freshman personality. I think the trickier personality this year is the senior in Grayson Allen. Mason Plumley and Seth Curry, as upperclassmen, never figured out their chemistry with freshman star Austin Rivers. And what happened? In the round of 64, Lehigh bounced the Blue Devils from the NCAA tournament. When those chemistry issues went wrong in 2012 and 2014, Duke had the worst NCAA tournament finishes of the entire Mike Krzyzewski era. That's as bad as it gets. Bounced in the round of 64 as the high seed to a very low seed. Doesn't get any worse. And yet they had future NBA talent, yet they had freshman sensation, right? It didn't work out that time because the chemistry didn't work out. When they figured it out in 2015, led by freshmen, Nothing wrong with Jalil Okafor, Justice Winslow, and the amazingly talented and smart young point guard, Tyus Jones. Nothing wrong with those three freshmen. You can go to the promised land while led by freshmen or a freshman, but you must build the chemistry. In that year, Quinn Cook, senior guard, did and said all the right things. And when the Blue Devils needed more of Quinn Cook, he delivered more of Quinn Cook. A lot of people forget Quinn Cook was second team All-ACC. You think of him as a senior leader and maybe deferred to the three freshmen? Uh-uh. Quinn Cook actually took more shots that season than any of the three freshmen, including Okafor, who was the ACC Player of the Year. There is a time for you to step forward. Quinn Cook did that while those three freshmen took time to grow. Remember, Justice Winslow was not an elite player for most of that season. He was an elite player by the end of that season, and senior Quinn Cook saw that. So what did he do by the end? even as the second-team All-ACC star, even as the guy who took the most shots during the regular season. By the end, Quinn Cook, the senior, said, I got to follow this Okafor guy. I got to follow this Tyus Jones guy. I got I to show this blossoming in February and March Winslow guy. I got to lean on them even more than when I was taking a bigger bulk of the shots earlier this same season. Quinn Cook figured it out in all the right ways. 
the Grayson Allen senior combination this year with the talented freshman three again with Bagley and Carter and Gary Trent Jr. They haven't figured out that chemistry. It came out only in the form of a one-point loss at Virginia Tech, but if you don't figure it out, it can come in the form of a round of 64 loss to the likes of Lehigh or Mercer as well.